1: begin to be poured out upon all men wow. mm-hmm. 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 This is that spoken, spoken by the prophet Joel. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Spoken by the prophet This is that Spoken by the prophet Joel. Spoken by the prophet In the last days I pour out my spirit Said they've had too much to drink. Peter said, These men are not drunk as yeah, she supposed. Here comes the preaching, and the wheel began to flow. They caught up in it, What shall we do? Repent and be baptized, every one of you. I'm with the spirit you will speak with other tongues that's still the way that the holy
2: Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio program live tonight, this uh, August 11th, 2019. You can be listening to this later on a podcast on Holy Ghost Radio. You can do that. But if you're listening tonight on August 11th, 2019, you're listening live. We've got Abe running the control in the studio. Is going to be reading a little scripture for me tonight. We've got um, people already texting, listening. We've got uh, Brother Doug Fuller, minister from our Bismarck Church, texted me a scripture. Uh, tonight, and to scripture to encourage me. We've got uh, Brother Griffith, a minister out in Great Falls, Montana, listening. Yvonne, a, a lady from our church in Bowman, she uh, came up to to Dickinson today to church also, but we have a church in Bowman that she goes to, and uh, what a great, great thing that God has done in her life. We've got Luke and Becky and Regina listening tonight, and um, glad that they're with us tonight. So you can be part of this program by texting me 701-290-7862 or you can email me robertsimons58 at gmail.com and you are listening to the Tell It Like It Is radio show we're broadcasting from Dickinson, North Dakota I'm the pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church here in Dickinson and we've got a brand new building or it's not a brand new building it's been about a year and a half now that we've been in it and it's just exciting to see what God's doing and how he's bringing people all kinds of different people to our church and we're seeing a great great growth and the building will seat about 500 we don't have that many yet but we are approaching to filling it up halfway and i'm excited about that and i really believe you know people thought i was crazy when i first said this when it was just our family coming to church but I would say things like, God is going to give us a church of 500 apostolic people in Dickinson, North Dakota, and that does not seem too hard to believe. Turn me up just a little bit, Abe. I'm, I'm just, I don't know why, but I'm straining here. Tonight I've got a, a broadcast that I'm excited about talking about. I don't know if I'll finish it. I don't know if I'll exhaust the topic, but I would like to, um, this this is, a, I, I'm not going to be facetious here. There's... Couple different ways to look at this, but I do know that I believe that the uh, Christianity of this world has taken this topic and stretched it to the point where it's just not true at all. The name of the program is Are We Still Sinners? Are born again Christians still sinners? And I'd like to start in Titus chapter 2, verses 11 through 15, and it says this For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. Tonight, there's a lot in these verses that we could talk about, but what I want to just bring to your attention that that this God of ours has redeemed or purchased a church that is a church of people that are doing good works, a uh, uh, zealous of good works. He's 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 purified these people. He's helped these people, and um, and so tonight I I just I'm, I probably should just let let the cat out of the bag right away how i really feel. I um and I'm so and I'm going to just say it and then I'm going to back up and prove it. But I believe that that when we come to Jesus and are truly born again, that he gives us a new spirit and that spirit is not sinful. I believe that we also operate within a sinful body that we still live in. And so this body of ours This flesh is sinful, but during this broadcast, I want to tell you that you can have victory over that, and you do not have to continue in sin, and that's kind of where we're going tonight. There is much confusion in the Christian world about what grace means, about what is expected in the life of the believer. There is a a huge disparity of belief about this. Um, I've had people question me about this over the years. I have people many times say to me things like, well, Pastor Bob, we're all sinners. We're all sinners. My sin isn't any worse than your sin, and your sin isn't any worse than anybody else's sins. But people take Bible truths, and then they stretch them into what was never intended by God. For instance, in the book of Romans chapter 7, we read about how Paul was talking about what his life was like before the born-again experience. He tried to be good. He couldn't be good. He, he he was so frustrated. The things that he didn't want to do, those are the things he did. And the things that he wanted to do are the things that he couldn't do. And then, of course, Romans 8 says, starts out with, Now there is no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus that walk according to the Spirit and not after the flesh. And so what's interesting about people that stretch these scriptures about that we're all sinners to the point of being ridiculous and even to the point of making excuses to sin is that many times they don't finish the passages. Another one that people twist around is 1 John 1, 8 and 10. 8 through 10. It says, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. And so here's the logic people take with First John 1, 8 through 10. Well, we're all sinners. Uh, no one can say that they do not have sin. And I'm going to say no one can say they do not have a sinful nature, the flesh. But they say no one can say that they do not have sin. And then they'll say, so what makes you think that you're doing any better than the one who is really a bad sinner? I remember um, uh, there was a young friend of mine many years ago when I was first converted. His father was a Lutheran minister in, in, in Bismarck. And this friend of mine were were, um, were very good friends through high school and college. And he went away to a different college and I went to a different college. And I remember uh, having an influence over him. I, when, I, when God first dealt with me and I quit using drugs, I sent him a cassette tape of what happened to me. He told me he listened to the tape once and he quit using drugs, never to use them again. He came home on a college break and I invited him to a Pentecostal church service where he received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. When he went home, his mother and father told him, that must mean you're called to the ministry. So he changed majors and and went into a seminary and became a Lutheran pastor. This man um, said he came home one time to visit, and he came over to my house, and he said a lesbian came and addressed their class, their classes uh, in their seminary, and said, I'm a lesbian, I'm a sinner, you're a sinner, we're all sinners, is your sin any worse than my sin? And he said, we don't didn't know what to say to her. Well, even back then I would have known what to say to her, and I wasn't very old in the gospel. And I can say it tonight that we all have a sinful nature, and all of our sinful natures are peculiar to us. Not everybody deals with anger. Not everybody deals with homosexuality. Not everybody deals with pornography. Not everybody deals with deceit or pride or or drugs or alcohol. There's There's all kinds of different things. That's part of our sinful nature. But when we're born again, we don't have to live out those things anymore. And so this stretching that people have done, To stretch the scripture to make an excuse to continue in sin is ridiculous. It's not biblical. And this stretching happened way back in the Bible times, like Jude verses 3 and 4 in the New Living Translation. He says, I say this because some ungodly people have wormed their way into your churches, saying that God's marvelous grace allows us to live immoral lives. This is a stretching of what God's grace was intended for. And so in 1 John, I, I mentioned 1, 8 through 10, people stretch this scripture, but it's funny they don't continue to read in 1 John chapter 3, 3 through 10, where, where it says that, And every man that hath this hope in himself purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. And you know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever abideth in Jesus sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him, neither known him. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that he that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin. For his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin, because he is born of God. In this the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, and neither he that loveth not his brother. And so tonight, in this broadcast, are we still sinners? I'm going to say, uh, we're we're leading into a, a song here, I'm going to say that we still all have a sinful nature. But we can live victoriously in Jesus and not sin and i've got a lot of scripture. A lot of people texting me tonight. Uh, you can text me 701-290-7862. We've got Jody Soberg, Malachi, Evely. Uh, yeah, i said that right. Uh Skylie, um, i didn't read that. What's Skylie doing? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Abe. Oh, Sierra's listening. We've got um Skyly got to spend the night with Auntie Shalista and Uncle Jeffrey. And uh, we've got um, we've got uh listening in morgantown kentucky uh, people he said here people have used the statement i'm a sinner saved by grace and tried to use it for a pass <laughs> i should talk about that brother greg in kentucky is listening tonight we've got justin listening uh his dad um his dad richard is listening barb and uh they're they're all listening out in gova kathy springer listening in belfield missed you in church this morning we've got uh Malachi Reese listening from Minnesota. And so uh, Dave and Rachel Dickey, Carl and Jeannie listening tonight. uh, Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. is Brother Farron, and he's been a guest on this program and preached in our church many times. That was his new CD. And if you want to learn how to order that CD, you can let us know and, and we text me and we'll get that information to you. We've got a bunch of people, a lot of people texting me tonight. There was some bleed through on Holy Ghost Radio and Brother Duran said that's fixed now, so hopefully that's good. Um, the uh, We've got... Uh, Jasmine, listening. We've got Leverson's listening. Hey, my friend Terren's listening tonight, wondering when that brother Farron's going to be coming back. So we'll get him back soon. We've got uh, just a lot of people listening tonight, and I'm so glad. I'm text me seven zero one two nine zero seven eight six two. And I'm so glad, um, um, we're, I'm so glad that uh, I'm so glad that you're uh, tuned in tonight, and looks like a good listening audience. And and it's a topic that I'm. Uh, very interested in just discussing tonight because there are scriptures that seem to say uh, both ways, but what I think is happening, even though i I believe and I believe the scripture teaches that we have a sinful nature; we're born with a sinful nature. nature. We have a flesh that we live in. This is the same flesh that gets tired, the same flesh that gets owly, the same flesh that um, that gets. Uh, hungry uh it's it's the flesh we live in it's it's not spiritual we will live in that till the day we die this flesh will never be reformed but paul talked about us living in a way where we can our flesh can be under subjection to our spirit and when we're born again we're given a new spirit Romans chapter 6 verse 17 through 19 says, but God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin. I think the key word here in Romans 6.17 is were. We we are not still the servants of sin. So all you people in my life, if you're listening tonight, and sometimes I just have to assume you are so I can make a good program, that are telling me that we're all sinners and it doesn't make any difference what you're doing because we're all sinners and we're all um we all have different types of sin and that and so whether you're, you know, a fornicator or a homosexual or a liar or a thief, you know, you we're all sinners pastor Bob. Paul said, but God be thanked, Romans 6:17 that you were the servants of sin but you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine or teaching which was delivered you being then made free from sin you became the servants of righteousness i speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh for as you have yielded your members servants to uncleanness and to iniquity and to iniquity unto iniquity even so now yield your members servants to righteousness unto holiness and so this these um this idea that people have this this excuse or like like i think his brother roland from kentucky said that this this free pass that we're all sinners how did he put that here i gotta i gotta find that again uh people have used the statement i'm a sinner saved by grace and they try to use it as a pass See, because when I say I'm a sinner saved by grace, I say that I believe that, but I don't use that statement to get by with continuing to sin. Well, you know, yeah, I slipped up and got drunk again, but you know, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. Do you think like God falls for that when He's given us the power to overcome that? I, I'm going to I'm going to say tonight that you can live victoriously for Jesus. You don't have to continue in sin, you don't. And I've got many people texting and helping me here tonight because um, because I know that I, what I'm saying is what I call just common. Good to have brother and sister Gubrood listening tonight um, from Valley City area. What I'm what I'm talking about, what I'm teaching tonight on the radio is just common sense scripture in the book of Ephesians chapter three. Or chapter 2, Paul said, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Were. There's another key word. You were dead. Wherein in times past, okay, before, sometime in your history, you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had. Notice the past tense our conversation in times past, in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. <clears throat> the born-again experience puts a new spirit in us. And I believe, yes, you can backslide from that. I believe that you can. But you. I also will tell you that you, you can live successfully for God. And so even though maybe to many of you that are listening like many of you theologians and so on on Holy Ghost Radio this is just this is so uh, elementary to you but this is not elementary there's there's a a vast amount of um uh, of religious evangelical people I mean reformed baptist um uh, you know just just uh, uh even assemblies Uh, just a huge amount of people that believe that we continue to be sinners even after we're saved. Maybe it's because they don't believe in the essentiality of the baptism of the Holy Ghost that gives us the power to live above sin. Now, if anybody listens to this radio show and, and thinks that Pastor Bob is saying that he's perfect tonight, that's not what I'm saying. But I do believe that God has given me the power to live right, and if I don't live right, it's certainly not God's fault, because He's given us the power. These these promises that God has told us about—the one I started out with in Titus—you uh, know the the uh, that He said that we we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Why would He say that if we can't do it? You know, um, there's a uh, um, make sure your your volume's turned up, good good Abe. I've got Abe going to read me a little scripture tonight. But in First Corinthians chapter six, verses nine through eleven, go ahead and read that. I might interrupt you a little bit.
3: Know ye not that the righteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God?
2: No, that the unrighteous,
3: that shall, the not unrighteous shall, shall not. the
2: Unrighteous shall not. No, listen to this, folks. He said, Paul said, don't you know? That the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Well, then he goes and tells us what the unrighteous are. Go ahead.
3: Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor adulterers, nor nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of Guys,
2: God. Stop right there. Paul made this list. He said that, that that people that live and commit fornication, that are ad- idolaters, adulterers, which is another type of fornication, effeminate, this is another type of really a of, of fornication, um, and it certainly has to do with uh, the reversing of roles of men becoming like women. He uh, He said abusers of themselves with mankind, this is homosexuality, thieves, covetous, revilers, extortioners. He said, drunkards, these people are not going to inherit the kingdom of God. Now notice what he says in verse 11.
3: And such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. So here again, I want you to zero in on this key
2: word were. And such were some of you. According to a lot of you people, you would say that, you would like this verse to say, and such are still some of you. You know, when, when this friend of mine that was at the, at the Lutheran Seminary told about the lesbian that addressed their class of ministers, <clears throat> and he told me when she said, well, I'm a sinner, aren't you a sinner? Is my sin worse than your sin? And he said, we didn't know what to say to her. And I told my friend, his name was Dave, I said, Dave, I know what I would have said to her. He goes, what would you have said to her? I said, I would have quoted to her 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 11. And such were some of you. At the New Life Pentecostal Church, we have people that were drunkards. We've got people that were drug addicts. We have people that were practicing homosexuality. We've got people that were um, doing all kinds of things. But you see, the whole idea that it's called new life, Pentecostal, we can be changed. You can have victory. It's a lie that you have to stay in this old stuff. You know, God can give you, he can deliver you. And and I'm not saying that, that you couldn't backslide. I'm not saying that I couldn't backslide. But if you want to live for God, my pastor used to say this all the time. But if you want to live for God, there's not enough devils in hell that can stop you. He would always say that. I agree with him. I I believe that. If you want to live victoriously for God, you don't have to swear anymore. You don't have to lie anymore. You don't have to be a fornicator anymore. You can have victory in your life. I'm going to read some texts, and then we're going to come right back. The topic tonight is, Are We Still Sinners? And you can text me. If you uh, don't agree with me, text me. 701-290-7862. It seems I've walked a mile to
4: this altar. I can feel every eye In this crowd watching me But you know I can't go on All my pride is gone Lord, I'm begging for forgiveness gift you've given is beyond compare. All the eyes I felt upon me, as I turn around to see, are lifted now to you. sins have been forgiven. My soul is cleansed. Now I know it won't be easy, cause I failed in times before. the man
2: Artist. That is a guy named Greg McCool. And you can buy his his music, I think, on C D still. You probably can Google Greg McCool. I've talked to him and uh, he sent me three CDs a long time ago to demo and we've been playing a little bit ever since. Um, I'd got a, I, I love um, I love what Jody texted me. She said, Thank you, Jesus, for delivering me. I used to be a drunk, an addict, a thief. A fornicator and so many more things, that I am not anymore. I am blood bought. I've got some texts. I've got to read these. These are really good. Uh, here's a text that says, that says, uh, yes, yes, yes. We are no longer bound by sin, but have freedom from sin through Jesus Christ. But. We must believe and walk in the power of the Holy Ghost. We must do our part by repenting and living out God's plan of salvation and let his spirit change us and make us more like him. Many Christians don't allow the real power of God to work on their lives and take over their lifestyles. Too often they don't have a changed lifestyle. They have an experience, but they don't commit to the changes that God has for us. It is, so this, um, quoted something i said this morning in church and that was sister morgan um, the uh, this is this is um brother roland from kentucky he said matthew 121 says and she shall bring forth a son and thou shall call his name jesus for he shall save his people from their sins not and this is added by him not in their sins text me tonight 701290 7862. I guess this is on FM. Somebody said that, you know what? Uh, Taryn asked if this What what station is that, Eli, that's on FM. I guess you can listen to KDIX on FM radio now, too. What is that? So we should know that. Some of you maybe only have those FM transmitters. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is Show, our topic tonight is Are We Still Sinners? Are We Still Sinners? And there are scriptures that uh, seem to say we are. And there are scriptures that seem to say we're not. But I'll tell you that all of us realize, I think, that we that our flesh has a sinful side to it. But do we have to walk in that flesh? See, this is a fatalistic concept that many people have, that we have to fail, that we have to mess up. It's in 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 inevitable that you're going to mess up. But see, I don't believe that. I believe we can have victory over sin. It's God's desire for us to do this. <coughs> he would have never <laughs> asked us to do something that we couldn't do with his help. <coughs> and that's why in first John five: four said, whosoever is born of God overcometh the world and that is and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Now, in Titus read me Titus three verses three through six.
3: For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving divers, lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But after that the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us, and by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. See, this is
2: talking, verse 5 is talking about the born-again experience by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. And and when this happens, we have freedom in Christ. We are... And notice here again in Titus three through six three Titus three verses three through six, how it says we were like this, like this is the way we used to be. You know this I wished I wished I um, you know, maybe I have like years of frustration inside of me right now. I don't act bad or frustrated, I'm sure, but just years of frustration of this kind of country music gospel thing. Now, I'm not saying that country gospel is wrong, but what I'm saying is there are country singers that seem to relish in the fact or in what they think is the fact that we're all sinners and we're all, you know, crummy. And that's why, you know, you might be on your seventh husband or your seventh wife, but, you know, we're all sinners. You know, I, I get kind of an eerie feeling when I listen to, some of this. And I'm not going to name names tonight of the different artists, but a lot of secular country singers sing religious um, songs. You know, they'll, I think maybe they're a little low on money, so they'll put out a gospel record. And you say, well, you're being awful judgmental, Pastor Bob. Well, maybe I am. Maybe I maybe I am right now. You know, maybe I should stop. But this, I get a little frustrated because you know, there, there's got to be, and even some of the Christian singers that are on their third and fourth marriages. Like, what? what's the deal? Like, don't you think that we can live successfully for God? Abe, do you got Colossians 3, verses 5 through 8?
3: Um, um, yep. Go ahead. Mortify therefore your members which... Are upon the earth fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil, con-
2: concupiscence.
3: Yeah, and covetousness, which is idolatry. For which things sake the wrath of God coming on the children of disobedience. In the which ye also walked some time, when ye lived in them, but now. He also put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth.
2: You see, what what he's saying here, in times past you guys used to do these things, but you don't have to do them anymore. I should have I let Jody do the program tonight. She's got some good stuff here. She said, we are only still sinners if we give in to the temptation to sin. If we don't give in, we are just tempted. Exactly, in fact, being tempted to sin is not wrong. In fact, let me just tell you this: being tempted to sin uh brings a certain humility to us because we we realize we need God in our lives we We have a sinful flesh, but we don't have to do what it tells us to do let me Let me give you an example. Uh, the Bible teaches something called fasting. And you can fast without eating food or sometimes you can fast without food or water. Now, fasting, is, for some reason, brings power from God. But one of the reasons I believe it brings power from God is because fasting teaches our flesh that we're going to do what we want it to do, not what it wants us to do. Like, for instance, if you can fast, you could quit swearing. If you, if you can fast you can quit drinking. If you can fast, you can quit pornography. It's the same thing. Let me, let me read again what Jody said. It's good. She said, this is simple stuff, but she said, we are only still sinners if we give in to the temptation to sin. If we don't give in it, we are just tempted. So to say we're all sinners because you thought of sinning, that's not true. That's just being tempted. And everyone is tempted. But that doesn't mean everyone is a sinner. Because you didn't give in to it. You know, um, this, this is some good stuff that people are texting me tonight. I'm glad. Kind of making my program easier. But, but this, these, these, um, these verses that I've had Abe read for me are, um, uh, you know, do you, do you have that First Peter four, two and four? Do you have, do two through four? Did I tell you about that one? Maybe okay. Go ahead and read that.
3: That he no longer should live the rest of his time in the lust in the flesh, to the lusts of men, but to the will of God. For the time past of our life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles when we walked in the lasciviousness lusts, excess of wine, revilings, banquetings, and abomin- abominable idolatries, wherein they think it strange that ye run not with them that has the same excess of riot, speaking evil of you.
2: You see, what this is saying, there is clearly a difference between the way that a Christian lives now, and the way he used to live earlier, and the way other people are living, and your old friends. And now he said you're, they're even speaking evil of you because you're not living this way anymore. You don't have to fall. You don't have to fail. You can, you can be victorious in Jesus. So people say, well, Pastor Bob, that's fine and dandy. But what do I do if I did mess up? Well, get back up. Get back up. You only are a sinner if you give in to the temptation to sin. I believe that you can get back up, start over again. The Bible said that the Lord's mercies are new every morning. You can be pure as of now. You can't do anything about yesterday except repent. You know, it's it's um, that's Lamentations three twenty three that talks about the lord's mercies three twenty two and three twenty three they're new every morning. great is thy faithfulness this this topic um you know maybe I've lost some of you like you already know the answer to this, so you just switch me off uh, but this is a big deal this is the reason why Christian churches people you, listen to me some of you listening in Dickinson you're going to churches that won't say that homosexuality is wrong anymore they won't say it they won't preach it your pastor won't say it too divisive but the the root of that is this topic the root of why people are afraid to talk about sin anymore and not just homosexuality but you know i like you know some of you rednecks think yeah that homosexuality is wrong but you're cheating on your wife well that's just as wrong but, but then to bring God into this and say, well, you know, we're all sinners. You know, I've, I've had people, um, I, there was a lady one time that I met, my wife and I met, and she was talking to us and telling us how much she loved Jesus. I love Jesus with all my heart. I love Jesus with all my heart. I love Jesus with all my heart. But she had a live-in boyfriend that she was shacking up with. And I said, so I was pretty naive back at the time. I was a brand new pastor. This is like 30 years ago. And I, I was like, I was trying to figure out what she was saying. I thought, so I finally I interrupted her and said, so did you mean you used to love Jesus with all your heart and you backslid? And she said, oh no, I love Jesus with all my heart. Well, how does that work having a live-in boyfriend that you're not married to? How does that work? You say, well, Pastor Bob, you're being judgmental. No. No, I'm not being judgmental at all. The Bible tells us that scripture that Abe read in um, 1 Corinthians gives us a list of things that he said people that do those things are not going to go to heaven. That's really cool. Because that list was given to us so that we know not to do those things so we can go to heaven. It's like having the answers to the test. It's not... It's not to condemn you, it's to teach us and to encourage us and to show us, oh, oh, these are displeasing to God. We're living in such a dark world right now that when people come to God, they don't even know right from wrong. That's part of what a church is for. That's part of what teaching is for. Like like uh, you may give your life to Jesus and, and learn later that you've got to get married to your girlfriend or your boyfriend. That's Okay. You know, I mean, like God, Jesus came to save sinners, and after you get saved, then you get to learn what it is to be saved. You know this this um, this idea, this this uh, weak doctrinal teaching um, of that. You know, like like my scholar Jody just texted me. You know, people say, "Well, we're just human." All of those things are in. All people say well we 're just sinners we 're just human. all these things are to make us feel good about doing what 's wrong. You see this program, the tell it like is show, has never been about making you feel good about yourself. that has nothing to do with my my um, goal, my theme i don 't start i don 't study for every broadcast and think about what I want to talk about and say." You know, I just hope I can make people feel good about themselves. That's not what this is about. Some people think that's what it's supposed to be about. Some people think if you go to church and you don't feel good about yourself, you should find a new church. I'm going to warn you already, you may come to our church and not feel good about yourself. Because this is not feeling good about ourselves. This is about becoming good. And if you become good, you'll start to feel good. That's what this is about. You know this is not about feeling good about yourself it's about becoming good because once you become good, once you start to do what's good, you'll start to feel good and the rest of it, if you're feeling good about not living good, I remember um years ago I was a brand new Christian and the guy that kind of helped win me to the Lord was um was telling me or i he called me and he said, "How are you doing, Bob?" And I said, not very good. And he goes, why not? I said, you know, I just don't feel close to God. And he goes, that's good. I go, what's good? That you don't feel good. And by then he had me pretty confused. I said, I I don't know what you mean. He said, well, it's good that you don't feel good because you're not close to God. It would be bad if you felt good about not feeling close to God. So he said, you're doing good. (laughs) I thought, that is so cool, you know. In other words, like, it was good not to feel good because I wasn't feeling close to God. What if you started feeling good about not feeling close to God? That's what a lot of these religions are doing. And if you're going to a church like that, I I don't know what to tell you. Because if you're not doing good spiritually, you shouldn't feel good, but you should be pointed towards repentance. Repentance. You know, the, the uh, what, I don't even know that song. Somebody said, you should play the songs by the Gaithers. Let's see. I am somewhere between Jesus and John Wayne. Boy, I don't know. I think this is a joke. <laughs> but anyhow, I, I tell you who sent it to me. But the, uh, you know, this, um th- there is a, there, I've, I've got so many good texts tonight, just Backing this program up. Then I get this wise guy texting me somewhere between Jesus and John Wayne. Hey, I'm telling you that you can live successfully for God. You can. And that's what this program is about tonight. You don't have to live in sin anymore. As the preacher said one time that came to our church, who was that? Brother Duffy said, There's nothing wrong with Jesus. <laughs> in other words, there's nothing wrong with him. So if you're not doing right, it's not his fault. It's, it's your fault. Abe, why don't you give out some um, information about how to get a hold of us?
3: We're from the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson, North Dakota. You can visit our church. Um the address is 501 Elk's Drive. Um right north of I-94. Um, Sunday mornings, we have Sunday school at 10 o'clock a.m. And there is children's church for the kids. And then at 11 o'clock a.m. is our worship service. You can join us for that every Sunday. And then also our next service is Wednesday night, 7.30 p.m. Uh, address to our church is 501 Elks Drive. You can, if you're from the beach area, you can visit Uh, there's an apostolic service held at the Beach Community Center every Tuesday night at 7.30. And uh, that's just a midweek service at the Beach Community Center every Tuesday night. Also in Bowman, there's a midweek service every Thursday night at the Cornerstone Apostolic Church. Um, The address is 18 North Main, and that's in Bowman, North Dakota every Thursday night. Also in... Beulah, there's an Apostolic Church called the Truth Community Church, two twenty third Street Northwest, and they have service on Sunday morning at ten thirty, and Wednesday night at seven o'clock, and um, that's the Truth Community Church in Beulah. If um, you would like to get a hold of our church, um, you can, or get a hold of Pastor Simons, you can text him or call him his cell phone number is 701-290-7862 or you can email him his email is robertsimons58 at gmail.com
2: thank you abe and uh, i'm th- so glad everybody that listened tonight i and all the comments that we got was really good um so the answer to the question are we still sinners only if we commit sin You know what? Jody clarified the whole program tonight. I really really like this. I, I really did. We're only sinners if we continue to commit sin. And he's given us the power not to do this. And that's why the scripture says, and such were some of you. That's why at the New Life Pentecostal Church, we have people that grew up as good people, never did much wrong. And we have other people that are ashamed about the way they lived. But we're all together in one family because we believe that God forgives sins, changes people. Um, I believe that God changes people. I believe that there is such a thing as a new birth. I believe there is such a thing and such were some of you. Some days, yes, I'm disappointed. You know, some days I am. Some days, uh, as a pastor, when I see people go backwards, it bothers me and... and. Um, you know I, don't know, I don't know how to say it in a nice way. I don't feel like giving up. I mean, I'm not going to quit being a pastor, but there are times that, that I, I know people have got it, they got it, they've got it, they've got it, they've got it, and they go backwards. But just because that's true, there's nothing wrong with Jesus. If you will fully surrender your life to him, <clears throat> commit your way to him, allow his Holy Spirit to come into your life, you can live victoriously for God. You know, it's kind of like that old preacher up in Canada that um, that, that uh, when God delivered him from drinking, my pastor used to tell the story. I don't know who he is, but he, he went down this little one-horse town in Canada that he was from, and there were three bars and in front of each of them. He just stopped. He was walking down the main street. He shook his fist. I got you whipped. I got you whipped. I got you whipped. And he went to the second one, said the same thing, and the third one the same thing. You know, you know. I, it, it's been. I was. A, I had a drug addiction problem. I quit when I was twenty. I just turned sixty-one this week. Forty years. No drugs. Why is that? Because you can live victoriously for God. You can now. Has Pastor Bob ever struggled? Has Pastor Bob ever sinned? Certainly. Uh, don't don't come away from this broadcast thinking that I'm saying that I'm some perfect person. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is, is we can have victory in Jesus. There's hope. Uh, he didn't ask us to do anything that he wouldn't give us the power to do. And so tonight I'm going to pray for our listening audience, and I'm just going to pray that, that, that we will find <coughs> that power that he's promised us. Lord Jesus, tonight... I know there's a lot of mixed up people, a lot of them that name your name and read your word, but they're still confused, Lord, and maybe even willingly confused because they want to continue in sin and don't want to take the blame. They don't want to take the responsibility. But Lord, tonight I just hope that the light of this simple little Bible study, this little broadcast... Will open the eyes of people to realize that you have given us power. You have given us power to become the sons of God. You've given us power to live in victory over sin. And Lord, if we choose not to do this, it isn't because of you, but it's because of us. And I just pray that some of this confusion, that you'll roll away some of this darkness from those that are listening tonight. This idea that we're all just humans and we're all just sinners. And we're all going to fail. Lord, and just help people to realize that no, we can have victory in Jesus. We just pray in the name of Jesus today. Lord willing, we'll be back next Sunday night for another Tell It Like It Is radio program. It starts at 8.06 to 9.06 Mountain Time. Till then, God bless and uh, have a good week. You You
5: are my life, you are my joy. Sure.